This is the New South Conference This Week. A fast-paced look at the happenings in the New South Athletic Conference. Now here's your host, Mike Davis. Conference play in calendar year 2024 now underway. Lots more games to come, of course, but the first one was a doozy up in Newport News this past Saturday as USCAA number one apprentice almost lost their their first game as the number one ranked team. Blue Lights came in and uh, they had upset on their minds, uh, but the builders were able to hang on and defeat Blue Lights to go 1-0 and in the conference. And I'm going to bring in Evan Key, the head coach of the top-ranked builders right now, to talk about that and lots more. Congratulations on a, a big weekend. You've started off 2024 with a, a pair of wins. I, I guess the, the, the biggest one, of course, at least in my mind, was uh, Saturday where you had an opportunity uh, Look for a while there as though you uh, you might – go 0-1 in the conference to start off, but uh, you bounced back. You came back at the end to uh, defeat Blue Lights. Uh, tell us what was going through your mind there. I mean, that was uh, that was a hard-fought game right to the end. No, it was. And, you know, much credit to Blue Lights. You know, like they're, they're a team that, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get from them. They play extremely hard. Um, they have a lot of guys that, that can really score the ball. And I think that, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, I was trying to, pre-star team a little bit is that, you know, we, we got the number one ranking last week, which was, of course, no big accomplishment, probably first time in school history or first time in a long time. But in addition to that, mm-hmm. and we were also, you know, went undefeated in the league last year. And, you know, we were, were, were picked to finish first. So everyone comes at us with a chip on their shoulder. And, you know, you could tell just by the way that Blue Lights came in, you know, it wasn't any smiling, any Joe King. Like, they, they came there to, to try to kick our butts, you know. And for, for a little while, they did that. But, you know, I was definitely proud of uh the resiliency of our group of uh, figuring out a way to, to finish the game. You know, like we, uh, we made shots, we made plays down the stretch and, uh, and it hasn't always been that way. You know, like we had a couple games earlier in the season where we lost some close ones where, you know, we needed to make a shot or we need to make, get the big defensive stop or the big rebound. And we didn't do that, but on Saturday we did. So I thought that was still a, a step in the right direction for our program. Yeah. I know, I know you're a humble guy, but I want to go back to what you just mentioned right there and congratulations on that number one ranking uh i mean that is that's impressive and you're right everybody that comes in is going to be uh gunning for you there's i mean there's there's nothing for anybody to lose when they play apprentice they're going to put it all out there uh how do you as a coach approach something like that when you've got that number one ranking and you know you've got a target on your back how do you how do you prepare your guys for that? I mean, is is it is it the sort of thing where? Well, I mean, I'll just I'll just lay it out there. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Tell me tell me what that means to you and to the program, and what that means game by game with that number one ranking hanging on you there. Well, I think the, the number one ranking for one is an honor, Mike. You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like it doesn't mean anything. You know, like it doesn't mean much because again, it, we 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 understand what we're competing for and we want to win a national championship. But for the moment, you know, it does mean a lot. You know, like it's it's a respect thing that our peers in the national governing body um, respect the body of work and the schedule that we've played enough to rank us there. And uh, it's credit to our guys for finding ways to win. You know, like it's not easy to win any college basketball game. And we, we've done that, you know, um, um, at, at a pretty high percentage the last two seasons. Um, in terms of our approach, uh, for me, it doesn't change much. You know, like I'm a 
someone who, who's always pretty hard on myself and, and figuring out ways that we can be better. So I prepared for every opponent the same. You know, it, it didn't really change how we approached the game. We talked about it briefly, and we just said that, you know, that that just means that, you know, that our, our goals are, can, can be a reality. Because I think sometimes um, when you're in the when you're when you're going through the journey, you know, sometimes it's hard to maybe see that the, the final product, you know, can be what, what, what we set out for it to be. And I think, you know, for us, like we're, we're, we're a confident group, but I don't think we're overconfident. Like, I think that, you know, we have a pretty good pulse on where we are and in areas that we can improve in. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's an honor. But, you know, we, we understand we, to be number one at the end of the season, we, we need to uh, still get a little better in certain areas and, and continue to work. You know, it occurred to me, uh, and I, I I sent this in a, a text or an email a couple of days ago to uh, Walker McCreary or SID. It, it hit me that after you beat uh, Blue Lights, Apprentice has never lost to a New South Conference opponent, and you meant you 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 mentioned this a minute ago, but you you went through the conference 11-0 last year. Then you won the two conference games. Now you've started off this year by defeating uh, Blue Lights. Now, there's obviously, there's a long way to go, but uh, you you guys are, are – are, uh, you've taken on everything that everybody has shot at you for uh, for now more than a year, and uh, and you're coming out smelling like a rose. I mean, that's – that's impressive in and of itself. Uh, what is your, I mean, from where you're sitting, uh, I mean, what does that, that, that's got to be something that you can use as, uh, as, as some sort of motivation or, or do you have to, or is it something with your guys that you have to have to reel them back in a little bit and, and, and keep them from getting the big head? What's your thoughts on something like that? I think we, do, we just approach every game and we just come with the mindset that we want to win. And we want to play the best possible 40 minutes that we can, you know, like every game, regardless of opponent, you know, whether we're playing division one or division three or Juco or uh, an independent like ourselves, we, we just want, we just want to figure out a way to win the game and, and, and play the best possible 40 minutes that we can. So I think we do, we just kind of keep that in perspective. Like we understand, like, and we've talked a lot about our, our goal in the long term is to win a national championship this year and repeat as conference champions. But we understand like that's not going to happen on, on on January eighth. You know, so right now we need to have the best possible practice that we can. Um, and I think that if we, as long as we just keep that day by day mindset, I think it kind of keeps everyone even, even a uh, pretty evil and, and level headed. And you know, in addition to that, you know, it's not like we've been undefeated on the season. Like we, we've taken our bumps and bruises. We lost our, our our opening game this year. You know, we lost two in a row. In addition to also playing two NCAA Division One opponents, which is always humbling, you know, like it, because as good as we might think we are, you know, we, we know we're not as good as those guys yet, you know, so um, I think that's all kind of helped keep things in perspective, but I'm, I'm extremely proud of the group that we have. As well, you should be. I mean, you lost the conference player of the year in Sean Ely, and yet you, you've picked right up and, uh, and picked up where you left off from last year. I mean, this might sound like a dumb question. How, how hard was it to replace a guy like Sean Ely? Certainly seems like you've done it. Well, and I, honestly, Mike, it's not just Sean. When you really look at it, um, we're missing four of the five starters that started in last season's conference championship game. That's like, right. You know, we had one player decide to enter the transfer portal and, and went to an NCAA Division three school. We had one player who was an, an all-conference level guy, an all-American last season, who decided not to play. Um, we had our starting point guard from last season who played the first half of the season is no longer with us. And we had, uh, you know, 
so really it's just Kyrie Smith. Kyrie Smith is the one starter back from last season. And, you know, so by committee, you know, other guys have kind of stepped up. You know, it starts with starts with Kyrie, who's our leading scorer. But, you know, we've had uh, strong contributions from, from everyone on our roster. You know, so, uh, you know, Adrian Wall, who was just named Conference Player of the Week this past week. Donovan Means is having a phenomenal freshman year. Aven Hawkins, who, who in his senior year is having a really consistent season. Isaiah Jones, who medically registered last year, has come on strong this year. Um, and Cliff Good. I mean, I can I can name all the guys that we have currently dressed. We've been playing we're playing uh, thirteen guys on our roster right now. Ten guys double figure minutes, and everyone's contributing in, in some way. But it hasn't come without adversity. You know, like I I knew we were returning a lot from last season to this season, but you know, our, our we we've lost some some pretty big pieces as well. You know, as credit to our guys for having that next man up mentality, which you know every coach talks about. But in all honesty, like it's really not that easy when you, when you lose a guy like Brashawn Ely who. Could, could score 20 any given night and was, was a great rebounder, good defender. It's not easy. You know, it's, it's easier said than done to say, okay, someone's going to pick up the slack. But we've kind of just done it by committee, and, and guys really, you know, worked hard this offseason to, to be able to do that. And by the way, uh, congratulations to Kyrie Smith, who was uh, just, I guess, is the reigning player of the week in the USCAA, he, I believe, uh, named last week. So congratulations to him as well. You've said, and, and obviously so, that uh, not only do you want to win the NSAC this year, you want to win a national championship. You went to the national tournament last year. I think you won the first game, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? And then lost in, in the next round. What what do you think you what did you were you able to take away from that experience that you can carry over to to this year as you uh, as you make that quest once again? Well, initially when I got here, you know, apprentice school had kind of had a drought for even making the USA national tournament. So when, when I first got here, our goal was just to get there, just just to be one of the top eight teams to go. And uh, we were able to accomplish that actually the year after um, I first stepped down. So 2019-2020, when uh, Coach Sparks took over, they made the tournament and they, they were eliminated in the first round and then COVID shut down the tournament. And then uh, coming back out of COVID, we, we, we made it, um, advanced to the first round. And then uh, last season, you know, like we, we won the first game. So we advanced to the final four. So that was a step in the right direction. I think one thing that, you know, was kind of painful about that is, you know, we, we knew we had a pretty good team last season at 21 and 8. Um, but, you know, we were up 16 at the half in, in the final four last year. Um, but we, we missed 19 free throws and credit to Brian Strand Buffalo. They made a tremendous comeback and took us down in double overtime. Um, Adrian Wall, who, who, again, was just conference player of the week, had a great look at the basket to, to win it um, last season and rimmed in and out. So I think just that pain of, of being that close to making it to the national championship game really fueled us. Like, I know it fueled me. Like, I, 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 that game has haunted me. You know, like Brian Strand Buffalo has eliminated us the last two seasons. So, like, that, that's humbling. You know, you talk about, like, what keeps us grounded, the fact that one, one school in our national association has knocked us out two years in a row. So our approach this year was just understanding that, like, the areas where we fell a little bit short last season, um, last season we weren't a great outside shooting team. We knew we needed to improve there. This season we're, we're shooting we're shooting the ball lights out from three. Um, and it's been a number of guys. Like, you know, we, we knew last year, like, Sean kind of carried us offensively. We need to have a little more balanced scoring. We've done that. We have four guys averaging double figures. And, and, and Isaiah Jones is right there at, as number five, you know, so it, it's been a uh, incredible. And we've also added some good pieces too. So Kelby Saunders, who's been starting for us this year, Donovan means Montrell Jackson, uh, Malik Munderland, you know, we, we've added some, some good pieces to the equation. Isaiah, of course, coming back from the medical redshirt year was, was big. So, you know, we, we've, uh, we've just, you know, stayed hungry and stayed motivated to hopefully get over that the next, uh, the next hurdle for us this year. 
I'm going to ask you an unfair question, and you you can uh, you can decline if you want to. But uh, if Evan Key were the coach of an opposing team coming in to play Apprentice, how would you prepare to beat the Builders? What what's it going to take? <laughs> I can't give that secret away because, because as you know, Mike, if, if there's anyone who might know the flaws of, of, of a program, it's going to be the head coach. So That's right. I, I know areas that, like you know, if, if and I thought to myself, like that's always, I think, kind of a creative thing to to do is when when I when I'm thinking, okay, how would I beat us? You know, and I, and I have thought about that because sometimes I think about our opponents and what they might do to uh, to try to defeat us, and, and I kind of I kind of put that on my mindset as we approach games. But I'm not going to give anyone uh, listening that that piece of advice. They're going to have to figure it out on their own, and, and we'll make enough. adjustments. But what I will say is, you know, like we've played a number of different styles this year. We played teams that tried zoning us. We've played teams that tried pressing us. We played teams that have tried trapping, trying slowing down the game, speeding up the game. Teams that are trying to go inside on us. Teams that are trying to you know stretch the floor and do other things offensively. So we played a, a ton of different types of teams, you know, and. And that, that, that was even showcased this weekend. Like, you know, Blue Lights is, is a team that plays five guards. So playing against that team is unique because, you know, we actually do have decent size. But, you know, we, we had to match our 6'8 guy with someone who's, who's six foot, six two. Um, And then, you know, on the other end, Gallaudet wants to play at a much more controlled tempo. So that's what we played Sunday. So they're a team that wants to walk the ball up the court, run run their, their set offense for 20 seconds, 25 seconds, and then try to get a look. So it was two completely different styles, <laughs> two different types of games. But, you know, we, we've seen that all season. But, uh, again, uh, someone's going to have to try to figure out a game plan, I'm sure. Um, Co- Coach Johnson, who we play this weekend, and then uh, Coach Sims on Tuesday are already cooking something up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they are. All right. Well, I, I, I don't blame you for not giving them any fodder to work with. But uh, let, let's flip it to the other side. Let's talk about uh, recruiting. I mean, you're in such a unique position there. Obviously, you've got a, a winning program now. You're, de- you're developing – a tradition you've got a culture in place there but the apprentice school's different i mean you're so different than than every other school in america how what do you what do you sell to a recruit how do you get them to come in there and for those that don't know obviously it's not just a school but it's a job uh, now you're getting paid pretty well too I, I might imagine but i mean i know i know that i mean that's that's well publicized what you're what you're paying your guys but that's tough work. Uh, I mean, they're working in a shipyard. You are building warships. And so they're out there every day, plus school, plus practice. How do you, how do you sell that to a recruit? Well, I think just to, to, to summarize it simply, I just say our school is free and you get paid to attend. So that, that's how we kind of <laughs> lead off, yeah. you know. In addition to that, you know, we do have 100% um, rate of employment, which, you know, I say the, the purpose of going to college is to get a job. You know, mm-hmm. So when I went to Hampton University, for one, I took out loans to go there. And then, two, in my senior year in the spring, I sent out a bunch of resumes and applied for jobs. Um, at the apprentice school, you graduate, and then the next day you walk into your, either your office or your trade, your shop, whatever that might be, and you have, you're employed. You have a job in your, in your field of study. So those are the two major cells. Like you mentioned, it's not for everybody, Mike. And, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, is the apprentice school a hard place to recruit at? And to some situations it is. You know, like there's some kids who might love us as coaches, love the way we play, you know. But won't, just, they just know that this isn't a good fit for them. But then on the other end, you know, like we're, we're very unique, whereas if, you know, no other school in the country is able to offer what we offer. So, you know, we had, we had about eight to ten recruits on campus between the two games Saturday and Sunday. 
And, you know, like one, one thing that we can really sell to them is, is, is you're not going to talk to another coach who can sell the same opportunity that we can. So it, it comes with its challenges in terms of like, you know, we can't just go to every event and, and not every kid is going to love us. But, you know, for, for the right person who is able to uh, to balance the work, the school and the basketball portion, you know, there, there's no better opportunity in the country than this. Evan, you're not only a, a student of basketball, but I know that you are a student of coaching and that you take your craft very seriously. Can you, can you sort of summarize your philosophy of coaching? How do you approach what you do? What, what, what's the mindset that goes into that? Well, I think sports in general are just a good, uh, a good like, microcosm of life. You know, like a lot of the adversity and setbacks that you face in sports, what I tell the guys is at some point you're going to face that in your lifetime. And, and how you respond on the court is good preparation for how you're going to have to respond in real life. So, you know, that that's kind of like my, I guess, like my quick coaching philosophy and, and, and like, you know, in a, in a nutshell, you know, an elevator pitch. But, you know, in addition to that, you know, I'm someone who just really just loves the game of basketball. You know, I grew up around uh, my dad, who was a youth basketball coach. Um, I always had love for the game, you know, didn't have a great playing career, unfortunately, but it allowed me to get an earlier start in the coaching. And, uh, you know, I'm someone who I, I study a lot of the greats. You know, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. I watch a lot of different interviews. I watch a ton of basketball, and I'm constantly figuring out ways to improve, as well as just conversations. You know, at this point, I have a, I've been in this, in this industry for, for over 10 years, so I, I've been able to meet a lot of different great coaches along the way. And uh, in addition to that, you know, um, seeing opponents that we've played and, and, and thinking about how great their teams were when we competed against them, just kind of following them, you know, seeing what they've done and, and, and why they've gotten to that standpoint where, where you know, they're, they're so uh, dominant on both ends, you know. And it's it's been, a, it's been a good journey, you know. I think that, you know, now we're in a stretch. You know, when I first got here, I was just trying to, trying to find a way to, to get to 500, try to find a way to improve the program. And now it's, you know, that we're at, a, at a, maybe a step further than that. It's trying to sustain that, you know, and it's really hard to, sustain excellence in, in anything so that that's really the biggest challenge now it's not getting complacent and still finding ways to to put a successful product on the court and still have our guys graduate and, and do what they're supposed to do on and off the court but uh it's been uh, it's been a journey and you know uh, it's, it's crazy to think of how far we've come since i got here in 2017 yeah yeah it's been uh, it's been quite a, a road coming up this weekend is the mlk classic and this is the third classic i believe that the builders will have participated in this season. You're hosting two of them, the Great Ships and the MLK. You're in the Roger Taylor Classic in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, a few weeks ago as well. Uh, is uh, Number one, obviously it must be intentional that, you, that you're participating in those. What do you gain from those? I mean, is that, is, is that preparation for tournament time? What, what, do you, what do you get out of those? Well, for one, because we were, you know, it gives us two games, so that's always important. <laughs> you know, especially scheduling, scheduling can be a challenge. For one, the, the better we've gotten, the less teams that are willing to schedule us. Um, so, for one, it gives us some games. Um, for for the, the the Rocky Mount and the, the North Carolina Wesleyan tournament, it's it's not a bad trip. Only about two and a half hours mm -hmm. it gives us two games against Division three opponents uh, who we feel like are pretty comparable. Um, and then the home tournaments, you know, the, the Gracious Classic and the MLK Classic are tournaments that the Apprentice School used to run on a yearly basis. So I think the Apprentice School stopped running the Gracious Classics maybe around 2013, 2014. And then, uh, you know, they just solely ran the MLK Classic. And then when COVID set in, you know, we stopped running both. So 
Um, I asked my administration over the summer if we could bring them back. And once we were kind of given the green light to, you know, we started inviting teams out. And and uh, the reason for, for having the tournament is, for one, to, to get two games, but then also two home games. Um, so it gives our, our guys a chance because, you know, I, I did put on Twitter what our record at home is has been the last two years. And, and to be honest, we play better at home. Like, I don't think it's any secret. Like, if you look at our shooting percentages, everything else, I don't know if it's just because we practice on the baskets every day, but, like, we, we play better in this building. So, you know, if there's an opportunity to get more games in, in our gym, we're going to go ahead and do that. Um, but also, you know, it should be a good weekend. You know, we've kind of had a, a little bit of a flip on the schedule, but, you know, we, we have the conference game against CIC coming up. And I know Wayne, Wayne, you know, done a great job and you know I, it was kind of sad that we kind of didn't get to play them in, in the great ships but you know at least it's worked out where now we can play them and we've got our roof fixed <laughs> and, uh, and then on sunday on sunday we're, we're going to welcome in united international college which is a, a new usca school who've never played before out of miami and uh they're actually you know they're, they're coming in town and they're flying out that night so that's the reason for for the earlier game time that's playing them at two but uh you know it should be a good weekend of basketball and then paul de camp is a uh, the fourth school and their their junior college in their first uh, first season, and uh, their head coach actually was the head coach before me. So Frankie Chapman was the coach before I got to Princeton in twenty seventeen, and and he does a tremendous job. And they, they have one of our alums, Zach Johnson, on staff there. So you know they're they're, they're an extremely high level Division three JUCO, and it should be a high level of, of a basketball. So fan, fans will definitely enjoy watching the games this weekend. Well, I'm planning on being there Saturday, so uh, I look forward to seeing you. See, it'll be my uh, first. Uh, action uh, fir- first game in person uh, this year for me, so I'm looking forward to uh, to that. Look forward to seeing you, Evan Key, head coach of the Apprentice Builders, number one team, USCAA. Thanks so much. Always a, a pleasure chatting with you, and uh, congratulations on the season so far. I know uh, you've got work still that you want to do, but uh, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to see what you've done so far this year, and uh, look forward to seeing what's coming up. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Hopefully, we can keep it up. You know, it's just each game. You know, we we try to come out come out victorious. So hopefully, we can continue winning. Hey, by the way, in case you missed it, Monday night, big upset as UIC United International College ranked number nine in the USCAA. They had beaten Atlantis twice already this season. Lighthouse goes into Miami and knocks off the Eagle Rays by 10, 77-67 in an impressive win for the Makos. Uh, those teams are going to meet again in early February. That'll be one to watch. More action to come. We'll be back in about a week with another episode of the New South Conference this week. My thanks again to Evan Key for joining me today. Until next time, I'm Mike Davis. So long, everybody. This has been the New South Conference This Week. Music by Audionautics.com. Join us next time as we keep you up to date in the New South Athletic Conference. Find more stories, news, league standings, recaps, and more at NewSouthConference.com.